This is a Sandy Boy Productions podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Why Is Everyone Yelling with Lindsay Hine. I'm your host, Lindsay, and I am so grateful you are here today. Today, my guest is Steph Tuzignat, and she is going to talk to us today about parenting with gratitude, something I really want to work on. Steph says she's an imperfect parent and a gratitude nerd. She's the author of the book for kids called The Middle of the Night Book. And in this episode, we talk about walking through anxiety with our kids. We talk about being good moms, even if that looks differently than what other moms are doing. And I literally share three things pretty much off the top of my head that I think I'm good at as a mom. And I will tell you that was really hard to do. And Steph does that as well. We talk about parenting and community, starting our own gratitude practices, and doing things that scare us. I hope this episode helps you feel rejuvenated, refreshed, and helps you believe that you're a really good mom because you are. Or if you're a dad listening, I know there's a higher percentage of of mothers listening, but if you are a dad listening, you're a really good dad. For some reason, I think moms need to hear that more though. I never hear my husband say, I feel like I'm not a very good dad, but I feel like I say that about myself all the time about being a good mom. So you are a really good mom. Friends, if you are enjoying this podcast, you enjoy this episode with Steph, please leave a rating and review on iTunes or Spotify. Share it with your friends on social media, on text messages. That organic sharing is one of the best ways potential new listeners can find us. And I just want to get this in the ears of more parents so that they can feel supported and encouraged. And this episode of the podcast is supported by Gooder. If you're looking for some amazing sunglasses that are affordable and functional, look no further than Gooder. They have really fun styles as well as classic styles as well. I wear my Gooders every day. I have like five or six pair and I love them so much. You all can save when you go to Gooder.com and use the code Lindsay15 for 15% off your first order. That's Gooder.com. Use the code Lindsay15 for 15% off. All right, friends, enjoy my conversation with Steph. Today on Why Is Everyone Yelling? We have Steph Tuzignat on the show. Welcome to the show, Steph. Hi, nice to be here. I love that we're talking to someone about gratitude today with a podcast called Why Is Everyone Yelling? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the the title really resonates with me because I'm the oldest of five. Ah, Everyone was yelling. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, it's like I named this podcast this because I wanted to stop yelling so much, but I do also want my kids to stop yelling as well. Like everybody's Mm -hmm. always yelling. And it's kind of funny because even after having this show for two years, I still just randomly find myself going, why is everyone yelling throughout the house? Right. And then you're yelling it, right? Yes. Um, So... (laughs) Steph, you uh, have this great gratitude practice that I'm really excited to dive into today, but you're also the mother of two boys who just went back to school today. That's exciting. It is. It is. I was in the car by myself driving home and normally I'm so aware that they're not in the car on that first day, but my um, oldest started yesterday. And so it was kind of like a, it was a different start for me. And so today I was like, no, wait, they're really gone. Staggered really start. Fun. Like, be excited. So, your <laughs> oldest is he in middle school? He actually just started high school. High school. Tell me yes, about today. those feelings for you. Ooh. Oh, the feelings for me are um, good. I'm happy for him. Yeah. I, I'm not, it doesn't feel bittersweet or anything. Um, I'm very used to him being a teenager now. Hmm. Um, and for me, it's more about the fact that he had a lot of anxiety. Mm. And so I had to really kind of temper mine um, and maintain kind of like that. We're all good. You know, like you're great. Like just build them up for like weeks now. (laughs) I'm super curious. Do you have anything that you have seen that has worked or helped in terms of walking with your kid when they have anxiety? 
we really are transparent about the skills that he's learning on a social emotional level. So I told him just, you know, the day before he started, if starting school is the hardest thing in your life right now, you have a pretty good life. Mm. <laughs> and you need adversity to grow. And so if you're going to get adversity from going to school, school is such a safe place. Like mm -hmm. you're getting, you're getting such great skills from going through this hard time. It feels bad. I really do acknowledge that. Like we all remember starting high school. It was awful. Like it's, I'm not going to gloss over that. It's scary. It's hard, but the first day is the hardest. And yeah. And it's like, you know, the rest of your life's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. And so deep in deep underneath that you can hear the gratitude. Right. And it's like, a different way we talk about gratitude in our house. It's sort of like without the hard times, you can't have things to be grateful for. You know, there are some things, I mean, you can go outside, it's gorgeous, you know, no matter where you are, but without the hard times, I mean, all through COVID, I was grateful every day I woke up that my family was healthy. My husband could work from home. We didn't lose our jobs. You know, there were so many things. I had a 12 year old who got to be home with me all the time. That was a blessing, right? Because it was like, he would have been with his friends. It, he wouldn't have, I wouldn't have seen him those years. So having that real like thread of gratitude through our family does help us talk about things with a different perspective because it's not all bad. Yeah even though our brains are programmed to make us think that. And as moms, we know that, don't we? We're, we all do the mom, bad, mo bad mom, good mom dance, don't we? Always. I Always. love I love one of the things that you talk about is like, instead of focusing on what we did wrong or what we wish we could do better, focusing on like being happy with where we are and embracing the stage that we're in. I mean... I have been through years of like, oh, I should do more of this. I should do more of that. And actually, while I was prepping for this interview, I said, I want everybody listening to stop and think of three things they do really good, even yeah. if it's like super simple as a parent. And I thought I need to go first. And so I started writing it down and it was really hard. Yeah. And I hate to say that because... I mean, part of it is because you don't want to be like, oh, I'm good at this, this, and this. But when I really stopped and paused and thought, what am I really good at as a mom? The one thing I just I wrote down was hugs. Oh, my God. That's amazing. That's the one thing I wrote down. And I honestly, I didn't give it too much thought. I only sat there for probably five minutes and thought of it because we're, we live in a world of distractions and working from home I with kids. a lot. <laughs> Um, but I, I actually didn't even write anything else down in this moment. Um, so what are three things you're good at, Steph? Oh, geez. I think hugs, before I go there, I think hugs are amazing because Thanks. if you hug your kids every day, I feel like you're fine. They're fine. Mm -hmm. They know they're loved. That's all that matters, right? Um, three things I'm good at are sleep. Mm -hmm. I do sleep really well. Um, we are very strict about sleep. And then... My kids always drink a lot of water. It's been their thing their whole life. Like it's not, I don't, I'm not worried that when they're adults, they're going to be dehydrated because yeah. it's part of their, like, it's like an extension of their arm, you know? And the other thing I'm really good at, oh, geez, I think I'm really good at being silly when I'm not stressed, mm. <laughs> <laughs> but like weird off the cuff things that like, I feel like. I'll say, and my kids will be like, that's really weird mom. And I'll be like, well, maybe a bear lives there. You know, like I'm like that kind of mom. I'll say like the weird things. Um, but I think that makes interesting humans. Yes. And I'm sure that if you think about it, there are two more good things that you do. I just thought of one more. There it is. Um, but before I give my one more, I just want to acknowledge you all listening that she said drinking water. Like yeah. think of anything like that is such a oh. basic but good thing like that we need to be doing our entire lives like I love that that was one of your answers 
And that's one of the issues is that we don't go micro enough yeah. when we're looking. We're looking at these broad sweeping, like I'm, I'm creating compassionate, empathetic, beautiful children for the world, you know? And it's like, or maybe they're going to be really like healthy adults, yeah. right? Yeah. Because you modeled X, Y, Z, Yeah. right? Um, so yeah. So Water. good. Um, okay. So my other one behind hugs is I think I'm really good at having a very welcoming home for friends, oh, like I kids' friends. That. Like I feel like yeah. kids know that they can just come in and out at all the times, and and I want my kids to remember that when they're older, and have and in turn, if that feels right to them, have a home like that. Um, so that's my number two. <laughs> I love it. I love it. We're thinking of this as we go. Um, no, I think that's great. I I think that talking to you about this is really great because it's almost like you're fresh. So I've been, I've been practicing gratitude for five years and my system and the way that I suggest people do it is I make a list of 10 things I'm grateful for every single morning. Mm, And I do that five days a week. I'm not insane, (laughs) (laughs) but the reason I do that is because after the first two, it gets really hard and you can't, and I don't, I do no repeats. I was going to ask. So for the five days, no repeats, no repeats. Okay. And then after the first two or three each morning, it gets really hard. And so my method has always been look over the day before. So I do it every morning. I look over yesterday and I find moments like yesterday, my, my son ran up to me after I took him fishing and he gave me a big hug and he said, I, I'm so thankful that you took me today. I know you don't like it and I appreciate it. And I was like, but then today I like was writing my list and I had forgotten about that. And mm. it's like, that's a big moment. What are we doing? Right. What is my brain doing to me? <laughs> yes. And, and so it's those moments where I stop and look through my day prior that is retraining my brain away from what's called the negativity bias or that instant everything's wrong feeling or I did everything wrong or or that one tantrum that in target that takes up all the brain space right um and so we're training our brain away from that yeah and it's so funny to me that no one has applied gratitude directly to parenting because it's like all we're doing is like dealing with these like fires all day and they cloud out all the other awesome things. I mean, down to like, even just if my son decided to eat the grapes on his plate at dinner, you know, it's like, that's a win oh, for me. For sure. And celebrating that the next day is important because my brain is only focused on the fact that he didn't eat the cheese. Yeah. And so the 10 becomes this like, it's like an exercise, right? It's just like a physical activity and it gets easier. You could make that list in like 90 days. You could make that list of three like that. When you said the grapes, it made me think last night we went to dinner for my youngest son's birthday. And um, my number three, I have four, um, he just is not a adventurous eater. Like you go to a restaurant with a kid's menu that has everything you would ever want on a kid's menu. Like the chicken fingers, the burgers, the pizza, the mac and cheese. He still won't eat any of that. But I had brought some apples and cashews in a bag because I never go anywhere without snacks. Hey, there. There's something else I'm good at. I don't go anywhere without snacks. There we go. (laughs) Um, More for me than anybody so that I don't have to deal with hangriness. But um, he was just munching on these raw cashews. And I was like, there you go. I feel so satisfied that my child is just eating cashews for dinner tonight. Cashews. And uh, I think he had a bag of Cheerios, whatever. It worked. I mean, oats have protein too. Yeah, there we go. I felt good yeah. about that. Um, That's a win. So, and I did that feel like that was a win. gratitude list, right? Yes, it goes. Yes, yeah. it could go on your list. So um, I love that. And I also love that you mentioned the, like, taking it down to the micro level. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. on a big scale, I'm like, oh, I wish I was like my friend Allie who has these like beautiful dinners every night and Mm -hmm. that's how she provides for her family. But you know what? Like that's on her list. That's her top three probably. Like she is very good at that. She likes to cook. She's good at cooking and it gives her much joy presenting that and like sharing it with her family. So um, 
I think that we just have to like take it down to a smaller scale and also individualize it, right? Like don't compare it to anybody else. And I know we talk about this a lot in parenting to stop the, the comparison trap, but whether we talk about it or not, it's always there. Oh, but I kind of, here's where, how I flip it. Do it. Aren't we good at seeing others, mothers as being good mothers? Mm-hmm. Why are we telling ourselves we're bad mothers? Everyone in our community thinks we're awesome. Mm. Right? I love I, that. I think you're awesome. Aww, you thanks. have cashews in your purse. <laughs> right? That's amazing. I think you're a great mom. The reason I am jealous of you is because of how great you are. Mm. Then we go inside of ourselves and we do hurtful things to ourselves and we say not nice things. The rest of the world does not agree. That is why they want to be like us. There's no, I mean, you could call up any of your mom friends and say, I feel like a bad mom. And they would say, oh my God. Yeah. I mean, come on. You would, right? I mean, you would totally. call your bestie and she'd be like, stop it right now. Yeah. And she'd make that list for you. Right. And it's hard. It's so hard to do that for yourself, but you can do it because when you start realizing that the bad moments are just like, there's only a few of them a day. A day. Mm-hmm. And the good moments, there's so many more. It's like, Mom guilt, there's no there's no place to put your mom guilt because you no longer are 100% bad. And you know what I was thinking is like, it's okay. I love that you said the cashews because like you're a good mom because you have cashews in your par- purse. You know what I don't have in my purse ever? Band-Aids. And you know what? <laughs> I know that there are like three other moms that are probably going to be at the pool the same day as me. And they're, they have band-aids in their purse and they are happy to share their band-aids with me. Uh, So I think also it's okay to lean on those moms for those things and they can lean on you for your cashews. Exactly. Right. Totally. I mean, (laughs) I think we're like so much further down the road as a community than we even give ourselves credit for. I think that we talk so much more about the struggles of motherhood than our parents were allowed to. Mm. I think that this brings us closer together as a community. And I think that not having band-aids is okay because you know you can go up and ask another mom for them. It's true. Back in the day, they might have judged you, you know? You probably wouldn't have asked. Yeah. At all. You'd have gone home and got a band-aid. Gone to Walgreens instead of like actually just saying, let me just make this easy here right now. Yeah. Um, and so I think that we really have an amazing opportunity as this generation of like TikTok and Instagram moms out there literally like in their like uh, after delivery diapers. Like it's real transparent right now. Yes. And it's amazing. And I think it's great. There is another side of that. Though, oh, for sure. Because there's a lot of negativity out there now. And if I wasn't a parent, I'd be like, ooh, that doesn't look very good. <laughs> That doesn't look fun. It's that <laughs> balance. So, like, yeah. I I always want to be totally honest. Like, this day yeah. was effing hard, but you never want to come off ungrateful. So, like, literally just now I shared on my Instagram stories, my son was laying his head on my lap while I was trying to prep for this interview, actually, mm-hmm. and doing other things. And I was like, it's like he wants to crawl back inside me. And I'm so grateful. Had to mention I was grateful because I am. <laughs> That he wants to be close, but also I feel really claustrophobic right now. And it would be okay if I just said I was claustrophobic and it would also be okay if I just said I was grateful. Um, But I actually was feeling both of those emotions at once. So I shared that. But yeah, it's like this, this weird, like, I don't want to come off as complaining all the time, but also I want to give you like a really good look into what this actually looks like. Yeah. I think that we definitely just need to always be using and it is both. Yes, exactly. Um, Tell us about the 12 weeks of gratitude practice and you're launching that soon because September 21st is World Gratitude Day. So on World Gratitude Day, I'm actually doing a big giveaway. Okay. And so the giveaway is I'm giving away 25 of my book. It's actually a bedtime book. We should talk about. Yeah, let's talk about that next. Your readers might need this book. Yes. So when I 
was a younger parent. The worst job, quote unquote, the bad momming I did was in the middle of the night. Mm -hmm. A lot of my dysregulation came from waking up, not knowing what to do when my babies were crying or my toddler was like freaking out and I would get dysregulated and I would just kind of fly by the seat of my pants. And I knew that, and I, and I was in a former nanny. So like I knew how to handle these things, but I didn't handle them. And then I would shame myself in the morning because I was hurting my children. I was creating bad habits at night, you know, the whole laundry list. Totally. And so I wrote this book and it's called the middle of the night book. And I wrote it for parents to have it as a tool and it's a co-regulation tool. And so the way it works is it's based on a body, a body scan meditation and you do it together, but you do it so that you're touching your child and you're releasing that oxytocin that connect comes from connection. And it's also a counting book. So you do two warm arms, you know, two soft legs mm. and you go through and you, and you regulate their body. And while you're doing that, you regulate yourself. Mm. And so I typically say, use it also as your bedtime book, your last book of the day, it's called the anchor book. Um, and then you'll be able to use it in your routine when you wake up in the middle of the night. And let's be honest, we all wake up in the middle of the night. I still wake up at least every couple of months with my 10 year old, he's got something going on. And so with this book on your nightstand, my goal is for parents to feel like, okay, I can do this, right? I'm not going to be a, the bad mom tonight. I have a tool. It's going to help me. Um, and so it was, you know, I launched it on Kickstarter in the pandemic and it did really well. We overfunded, which was really That's great. Awesome. And yeah. And it's won two, three awards already nice. at a mom's choice and a couple of uh, book of the year uh, awards from creative child magazine. So people love it. That and is so wonderful. I hope I hope that people will just go to my website, which is parentdifferently.com, and you can sign up to win one of 25 books. And I'm going to be closing the entries on World Gratitude Day, which is September 21st. That yeah. is so, so good. I look back at those years. My youngest just turned four. And mm. like you said, usually here and there, somebody wakes us up. I mean, I, my yeah. seven-year-old was in our bed last night. You know, you know, just sure never know who's going to get up. Um, and then there are like stretches where like nobody wakes up and you just don't know. But gosh, I look back at those baby and toddler middle of the night years and like, I don't know what I did well and what I didn't do well. It all kind of blurs together. But there yeah. is not much that compares to that middle of night frustration when you're like, your hormones are all out of whack and you finally got to sleep and somebody wakes you up and you're like, oh my gosh, I was finally there and now I'm awake again and you just get angry because you know yeah. how much you want that sleep and your body needs it totally yeah so that's awesome. um, some of my best readers are four or five and six so i will send you a book yes yeah because i mean early mindfulness is so helpful for kids that you know don't have the emotional regulation yet it's just a great way to introduce like meditation without them really realizing that you are i was gonna <laughs> say the the body scan thing that you were talking about is that something too that once you've read the book many times, mm -hmm. like in the middle of the night, you can kind of just like work through the the process without yes. actually reading the book? Exactly. Yeah. The goal is is that when your child's older, they'll know that technique and it will hopefully make them more independent at night. Yeah. And if you buy the book on my website, you do get a bedside checklist as okay. part of it. So that way you they can go and look. It has pictures. And they can say, okay, I have to breathe. I have to do my body scan. Mm. I have to count to 10, you know, breaths or what have you. And then there's a little spot where you can put a picture of you or your spouse or whomever is like, I'm here for you. You're, you're okay. And so hopefully they get through that checklist before they come to you. You know, and maybe they're not screaming. I love the picture yeah. idea. That's like. I just saw someone yeah. sharing about how like, well, I, you know, when your kids go to preschool and stuff, the teachers always tell you to send a picture of your family exactly, and they yeah. have it on the wall. Um, and I saw somewhere, I think it was a mom or someone put it like on the kid's lunchbox, like a picture of the oh. family on their, like when they open their lunchbox. And I was like, I love that. what a smart idea. Cause it just brings you like a sense of familiarity yeah. and comfort. Yes. 
I love that. And the lunchroom can be kind of intimidating. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, so how can you help us start our own gratitude practice? Well, the first thing I would say is that you should try to do your 10 things okay. every morning. Okay. If that doesn't work for your lifestyle, which I mean, if you have a newborn, if you have a young baby, maybe you're not going to do that. Mm -hmm. You could do it when you're breastfeeding. Maybe, you know, the other option that I say is that you can try a 3.33 p.m. alarm. Okay. And at 3.33 every day, you make a list in your head of three good things. Mm. So that's an easier one. It's like the baby step before the big one. Um, I like to do them both. Um, I actually like, I do all kinds of gratitude practice all day because I've lived the benefits and I know it's so 100% worth it. Um, plus I'm modeling. Uh, but the 333, good three good things alarm is a good easy one. Yeah. Okay. I am really excited to have this new sponsor on the podcast. And I want to tell you all about how cool this is. Okay. It is Punk Post. Punk Post sends beautifully handwritten cards mailed by artists for you. So if you are feeling super busy and you want to send a very thoughtful card to a friend who just needs a little hug, you know, this is the place to go. You place an order via Punk Post online on your phone in the amount of time it takes to send a text message. It is so easy. And from there, they have over 100 US-based handwriting artists that will get to work and turn a typed message into a custom, beautiful handwritten design on the card of your choosing. It's in the mail within 24 hours. Punk Post is the dashboard for creating and managing happy moments. For more info or to start sending the love today, visit punkpost.com. You can also follow them, Punk Post Co. on Instagram or download the app on your iOS phone. Okay, so customers, your first order, use the promo code Lindsay, L-I-N-D-S-E-Y, three. That's L-I-N-D-S-E-Y and the number three, and that'll save you $3 off your first order. Okay, go through your list of friends. Think about who you want to send a card today. Go support this awesome sponsor of the podcast and send some love via Punk Post. Go to punkpost.com or follow them on your phone. Use the code Lindsay, L-I-N-D-S-E-Y, and the number three for $3 off your first order. I'm going to go do it right now. All right, friends, enjoy the rest of my conversation with Steph. How do you practice gratitude when you're going through something scary, like a yeah, health right. scare or something like that? Right. Um, that's when I go outside a lot. Mm. So typically if I, if people are like, there's nothing to be grateful for, I'm like, mm, go outside. Go outside, get your feet on the ground without any yeah. shoes or socks on. Yeah. Oh, totally. Right. And you can't go outside and not find at least three things that are gorgeous. Yeah. You know, that you feel grateful for, that the air is fresh. You know, there's so many things. Um, so that's where I would start when things are really hard. The other things I do is I don't, I put the focus less on me yes. and I put the focus on family. So I woke up today. Everyone that I love is still here. Mm. Right. So that's real macro. I have running water right? I have heat in my house. You know, we are very, very blessed in this country. And so you can go super macro if the tiny things are not going well. And a lot of the times they're not, you know, that's just reality of parenting and our modern world. But there are definitely a lot of things that we have that a lot of people don't. Isn't that so true? I love the stop focusing so much on myself. And man, my mom preaches this to me all the time because Anytime I get scared about like something health related, which is just like a long, deep seated issue I have, um, I call my mom, which she's probably like, I'm ready for you to be done calling me about this all the time. You're 38. <laughs> but um, that is her number one piece of advice. And isn't it true that we will live such bigger lives when we stop focusing so much on ourselves? Yeah. I mean, and so it's like, she, she always tells me, you know, focus more on what you need to do with your kids. Focus more mm -hmm. on, like, go find a new place to volunteer at. Whatever it is you need to do to get out of, like, obsessing over your own 
issues, mm-hmm. that's going to help you. And like, you'll, you'll live bigger. Like you will just live a fuller oh, life. Totally. The other thing I do when it's just my kids that are really hard, because sometimes my kids, you know, they go through cycles. Mm-hmm. You have four. <laughs> they're probably all in different cycles. Yeah. Um, when they're really, really hard and I, I'm just making it through every day and I'm not thriving. I go in after they're sleeping when they're quiet and they can't talk back <laughs> and I do what's called the meta prayer. It's a Buddhist prayer, but I do the meta prayer. It's maybe happy, maybe joyful, maybe loved, you know, you just list whatever you want, but you really feel it through your body and you give that to them too. And it's a way to connect with your kids and feel that, what I call parental gratitude, I really have defined, redefined gratitude to be more, much bigger than mm-hmm. just an exchange of, you know, well, you did this for me and I did this for you. And that's lovely. Parental gratitude is a lot. There's a lot more awe mixed in with it. Love, appreciation and reverie. And I know reverie is like kind of like a religious word, but it's more like parents know you're in like, it's a sacred thing. It's a different vibe. And Doing that at night for like a solid week, your mood with your kids during the day dramatically changes mm. because you're, you're getting what you need. It's fuel. You're getting what you need and you're also giving them what you need to give them because as parents, if we're getting negged all day because they're in a mood, because they're cranky, because they're tantruming, because there's something growing in their brain that is new, we need to give them our love. And they're not open to it sometimes. And so we need to fill that cup. And that's important just because that develops other things we need to get through the tantrums and the craziness, like patience and empathy and compassion. So, yeah, it's another one. I love that. I love the word reverie, though. Like, it's not a word I ever use, but like, it's actually a really beautiful word. It is. Yeah. Uh, It's funny, though, that you mentioned that like going in after they go to sleep because I mean, obviously I can't tell you, you know, every parent listening has like stared at their sleeping child and been like, I'm so obsessed with you. How were you driving me so crazy earlier? (laughs) But last night, um, my husband, which he does this at night a lot, which I really appreciate because they, I have all boys too. And they, they need Uh, this like physical affection, (laughs) like ah, aggression. Um, but I have this one issue. Do not do it in my bedroom. Like do not wrestle and throw people around and be loud and aggressive in my space where I'm about to find my peace. (laughs) And last night they were all four of my kids and my husband just like going crazy. And I was like, I'm getting mad. And I told them to leave like 10 times. And uh, once they did and they were in their room and I told my husband I was like by the way you're finishing bedtime because of all the chaos you just (laughs) created which I'm thankful you do but um ain't no way I was going back in that room and staring at anybody (laughs) I was like get me away (laughs) but there are nights when I do and it's so precious yeah but you're a hugger so you know how to take care of boys so I do it the other way yeah like I don't get the aggression I don't get the like wanting to jump all over and honestly anytime it starts happening I'm in the room I I'm sure the other moms of boys or even rambunctious girls can uh, resonate all I'm I'm just covering my head like I feel like I need a football (laughs) helmet on at all times like I don't want to get a concussion go outside I'm like go outside Oh, yes. And, you know, I think that if when my boys look back, one of their favorite childhood memories will hands down be when my husband hid under the blanket and was the blanket monster and they all got real physical and rowdy. I'm just like, can that happen? Not right before bedtime. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So tell me what was on your list of 10, your 10 gratitude today. 10 gratitude. Oh, interesting. You know, it's funny because like, can I remember? Not really. I'll have to think about yesterday. I have it behind me too. Um, I think that, oh, one of them was that my son who started high school yesterday got in the car and he wasn't totally upset. Mm. You know, like he was like, it went okay. 
Mm. But, but then when I dug deeper, it was really interesting because he didn't talk to anyone. He's brand new at the school. Mm-hmm. He didn't talk to anyone. He didn't make any friends. Like he just kind of went to his classes. And so, and he, and he said, I ate lunch at the loner's table. And mm. I was like, oh boy, do we all know how that feels? Yes. Um, but I was so grateful that he got in the car and it wasn't, it didn't feel like he was deflated, you know? So I knew that he was going to be able to do the next day. So that was really something I was really grateful for. And I was also grateful that I got a really deep sleep last night. Sometimes like, you know, not so good. So that was great. And I've been falling asleep pretty quickly lately, which is a bonus. Um, Nothing better. I've also been on an elimination diet, which is really ridiculous and hard. And I just started eating yogurt for the first time in 10 years. Oh my gosh. And they have invented new yogurts. <laughs> and you're grateful for that. Oh my God. I didn't have like Icelandic yogurt when I was eating yogurt <laughs> like 10 years ago or like Greek. I mean, Greek yogurt wasn't even really like that mainstream at that point. I love Greek yogurt. So I'm like going through all the yogurts and I'd, I'm having no bad like side effects. That's no awesome. No anything. So I'm like, I'm I'm team yogurt now. Yes. For sure. I can't wait to add sugar back in so I can go go get Froyo. Oh, so good. I love just like a plain Greek yogurt with a little bit of maple syrup and whatever granola we have on hand. Oh, yeah. That's, I'm uh, yeah. Also, I always wanted to be one of those moms that like made their own granola and stuff like that. And like, I've just, it's not who I am. (laughs) No, no. You got to pick your battles there. Yes. (laughs) Well, I'm grateful. I'm going to do my top three right now. I'm grateful that I just got two of my kids signed up for tennis this fall. Nobody's ever played tennis and they're just doing eight and under beginner. And I'm excited for them to learn something new. Um, And it's a real simple little program. And I'm grateful that it's close. I don't sign up for things that aren't close anymore. Yeah. No. If it's like more than seven minutes from my house, I'm sorry, we can't do it. (laughs) You are a seasoned mom. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm grateful that my kids are old enough now that we can trust them to like be home while we run in the neighborhood, things like that. That's massive. That's macro though. I feel like that's a big, it's a big gratitude. And I'm grateful we have a babysitter tonight and we're going out to dinner for our anniversary. See, that came a lot quicker than earlier. Yeah. The the things I'm grateful for are easier than saying what I'm good at. But we're still appreciating our life either way we do it. Yeah. Yeah. So how can people connect with you? And what is your big thing that you're focused on right now? So I am on Instagram mainly, but I am also on TikTok. I have learned how to be on TikTok as a mom. How do you like that? Because I can't, I I haven't done it yet. I love it. Really? You know why? Because you can be ridiculous. Okay. And on Instagram, I'm much more brand oriented. I definitely, I have a marketing background in addition to being a nanny. So I'm much more, you know, things are, we're we're about positivity Mm -hmm. and lifting moms up on Instagram. On TikTok, I'm a little bit more like momming's hard. (laughs) I feel like you can be rougher. You can be rougher too. Like totally. Less edited, nothing. Yes. People do not want to see edited stuff on, on TikTok. So I'm doing that. And I'm also on, um, if people love YouTube, I'm on YouTube as well on YouTube shorts. Oh, nice. Um, but everything that you really want is on my website, parentdifferently.com. On there, you can sign up for the big giveaway that's happening in September. And also I have a 12 week gratitude series. That's totally free. You just sign up on an email and every week you get both like encouragement but also a very specific activity you can try because I have all these other activities I do for gratitude. Like the one I told you about with the kids at night, Mm -hmm. that type of thing, but I I have a lot more. So that's really where I like to steer people if they want to start trying to do it, but they need a little bit more accountability help. Um, And I find that people who have gotten this email on week, week 12, it's still like 30% of them are still opening it. Mm, That's really high. really good for email. Oh, for sure. Um, So I'd give it a try. And I have my book, which is the middle of the night book. It's the bedtime book. It's available on there and you can try to win it. But um, I'm also 
in the works. And I have, during the pandemic, I wrote a parenting book. Okay. But it's really a self-help book for moms. Right? Totally. And it's um, tentatively right now, it's called Good AF Mom. I love it. How to go from WTF to good AF mm-hmm. in 90 days. That's so good. And it's using all the practices that I talk about on my website, but also what we didn't talk about, which is getting to the juicy pause. Mm. And that juicy pause, if you really commit to a practice of gratitude, the next step is a mindfulness practice, which is what gratitude is really teaching you. And then when you get to a mindfulness practice, what comes is the juicy pause. And uh, that the juicy pause, I'll tell you, is that moment right before you yell. When everybody's yelling and you're like, I'm going to yell that everybody's yelling. Yes. It's that moment. It's that if you can, it's like learning to stretch that moment, getting it bigger and bigger so that you can just stop and say, how do I want to handle this? Love that. Right. It's that calm. It's the chaos that we all have and we all want. Um, And it is achievable. It just takes the compound effect of gratitude, learning to become mindful doing some basic activities, adding these things into your day. And so that book's in the works. Um, fingers crossed it comes out in the next year. You know, everything's backed up in publishing. So. Are you self-publishing or do you have a publisher for that? So I am working with an agent. Nice. That's exciting. Yeah, I, I think that you have a really good, um, that is a really good book title because it's catchy. It's like, um, you know, those, uh, is it Jen Sincero books that are yep. What what are her you're books called? Like, yeah, you're a you're badass. A badass. It's yeah. like exactly that's catchy. Like that. And if it's like a bright, fun color or something like that, yeah. people will see that and be like, "Ooh, what is this all about? Exactly. Because I didn't really want to have a book that was in the parenting section. Yeah. I wanted to have a book that was in the self-help section because it's that mom that's like, I'm done. Yes. I'm done reading the parenting books. They're just making me feel like crap. Right. I'm going to the self-help. And I'm looking for something that's going to build me up. And so I wanted the book to be like screaming to her, like, you are already good. And so I, I, I agree. I think that the book will get picked up. Oh, yes. Because of that. I'm reading for yeah. you on that. Plus, we are already good AF moms. Yes. So people should know that. For your own reasons, like in your own yeah. unique way. Right. And I love the juicy pause. And I think that teaching that, to ourselves, but then also that's sounds like a really good technique to teach to our children. Yes. You know, modeling. Right. <laughs> yep. And um, I have one child in particular that's very hot headed and he gets it from me. Yeah. Um, and he really needs that juicy pause as much as I need that juicy pause. And then you're modeling it, but also I almost feel like sometimes with my kids, like I need to, like, I want to tell you what I just did eventually like hey just so you know like that was really hard for mom like I really needed to take a pause and take a break before I decided how I was going to react to that and then hopefully that'll trickle down and that's going right back to the transparency that our generation has with even our kids yeah aren't we so lucky yeah that we have these conversations with our kids those conversations were very lacking for me and so yeah and so it's like Literally, like if we just have one of those conversations a week, we are already parenting differently. Totally parenting differently. Uh, All right, uh, Steph, what is one thing professionally or personally you'd like to do that you haven't done yet? Oh, interesting. I really kind of I've been exploring the idea of public speaking. It scares me. And so that's one of the reasons I think I should do it. Yes. You know, it's it's. It's a area that I have not talked with my therapist about. Mm. (laughs) And so if it hasn't come up in therapy, why? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Why am I not bringing that up? Because I don't want to do it because I'm scared. I definitely don't want to do it for sure. And I am scared. You know, anytime (laughs) I have, and usually when I public speak, I'm like hosting an interview live on stage or something. So it's not quite as intimidating because I'm not the one that has to like bring the meat Mm -hmm. Of the conversation, yeah. the person answering the questions really <laughs> needs to bring bring the good stuff. Um, though I do have to ask good questions, but anytime I do that, and anytime I have given a talk that um, you know is in front of a decent sized group, 
there is this like rush that I get when I'm done that just feel it's like finishing a race. Like I just feel so accomplished and happy and hopeful. And so I hope that you can get those feelings too. I mean, that's, and that's what they say. Like scientists have proven that the same chemicals that are in your body when you are stressed are the same ones when you're excited. Yeah. And it's just a mindset shift. Everything's a mindset shift. Uh, what is a book? What is the best, most recent book you've read? Interesting. I am like obsessed with, oh God, I forget what her name is, but she just wrote This Time Tomorrow. It's a, it's a fiction book. So okay. it's like. Oh, sorry. It's a story. It's nonfiction. Okay. So it's super, no fiction. So it's super, um, like not my style, but it had a little sci-fi to it, but it was really more like the story behind it was about being a teenager and having a relationship with your father. And I found that very like rooting. I loved it. It was such a great book and it was well-written. Emma Straub. Straub. Okay. Yeah. I just looked it up. Yeah. Emma Straub. Uh, you could, you could ask me a million times and I would never know what's not fiction or nonfiction. I get it wrong every single time. No, I, cause I know because my book that I'm writing is nonfiction. Nonfiction. So I should know I'm a writer. So fiction like, is the story. Okay. Yeah. Cause, and then people try to give me that like fiction or nonfiction fact or, you know, like, I don't know, but whatever yeah. the like little, um, thing people try to come up with to help you remember never helps me. No, those memory things don't do it <laughs> So yours, I'm going to remember, self-help is nonfiction. Yeah, there okay. you go. You're nonfiction. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fiction is the story. Somehow yeah. I need to put that together. Okay. Um, and <laughs> then too. a kid's book we recommend is obviously going to be the middle of the night book, which, by the way, would be a great gift for someone oh, with a yeah. new baby. Yep. Yep. A lot of, lot of grandparents are my customers you know because like obviously newborn middle of the night stuff is different than like toddler middle of the night stuff toddler middle of the night stuff you're like come on you don't need me go back to bed um what uh when do you recommend people start using the book well I really do recommend when you start solidifying your bedtime routine, routine. which a okay. lot for a lot of us is like not to like four or five months yeah. you know because yeah. we're really kind of just just like you're just crazy. Start, yes yes yeah but four or five months. But if you start this book with a two-year-old, it's really good too because it's about your body and they love their body, yeah. right? They're like, I have feet, you know? And they also love to learn, like they love counting and it's really small numbers. So it's like two, you know, 10 toes, you know, it's all the basics. Um, so it's really geared for a two to three-year-old. Okay. Um, but I like to say, start it with your bedtime routine because it's really important to, for them to know it. Because when they wake up in the night, they're gonna be like, oh, you're reading that book. Yes. That's the book we read right before we go to bed. Okay. You know? I love that. Yes, it's so true. Get them in that routine. Like I know what I'm doing right before bed. And you know, I mean, even when I was having trouble sleeping for years, I thankfully ha haven't been having that problem as much lately. A lot of it had to do with like postpartum anxiety and whatnot. But mm -hmm. um my husband would always be like, do these breathing exercises. And I was just kind of like, yeah, 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 yeah. But it works. It does. It, it yeah. helps. It lowers the cortisol. The body scan meditation has been proven to lower cortisol in the body. Yeah. Which is a stress hormone. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to add this to my, a lot of my friends are done having babies, but I'm going to add this to my baby gift. Yeah. Baby gift. Uh, and then is there a place or a trip or somewhere you've been with your family that you recommend us visiting? Oh my gosh. So, I've listened to your podcast and I knew you were going to ask this question <laughs> and I was so excited because we were going to Atlantis. I listened to your podcast like a month ago and I was like, Oh, we're going to Atlantis. I can tell her all about Atlantis and the Bahamas. And then I went to Atlantis. Oh no. I, like, I don't know. I don't know if I want to recommend this to people. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> My kids would totally recommend Atlantis. Let's make that very clear. Uh huh. But it was just insane. Mm. Like, it was insane. Is that in the Bahamas? I in, yeah, it was in the Bahamas. It's in the Bahamas. I live in Northern California. And so we go to Vegas mm. and we go to Mandalay Bay in Vegas. And here's my recommendation. I'd go to Mandalay Bay. Really? Yes. And it's what? It's like $200 a night. Okay. In Mandalay, I mean, at Mandalay Bay. The cabanas and Atlantis were tw uh, $1,200 a day. <gasps> 
Oh, it was not like we were not getting a cabana. That's ridiculous. Like, no, you got to split that between like 12 families to make it. Work. Yes, you do. If you go with the, if you go to Atlantis with a big group, that's a great way to do things it, like that would, would make say. sense. Yeah. But overall, the hotel was just kind of like, Meh. okay, but I- Mandalay, I mean, it's great. It's a beautiful hotel. And they have a wave pool, an a awesome lazy river. They have a huge pool. They have concerts there in the pool, movies. Like, it's legit. And they have an aquarium. They have an all-predator aquarium at the Mandalay Bay. You know what? I just never would have thought to make that a, a destination trip with my family. How far yeah, are really, you from there? Um, It's like an hour and a half flight at the most. Okay, okay. Yeah, and like we have flights that go like every hour. It's like super easy for us to get there yeah I would say like you could you could do Vegas with a family for at least four or five days there's always something we went to a magic magic show down the strip one night and our hotel connected to the Luxor with like a train so Uh like you can go on like a tram all around if you have younger kids who just love that there's so many like fun little things to do and then they have those really cool like um, walk in like eateries now where like there's a bunch of different almost like an old old school food court you know in the mall but like a bunch of different like cool restaurants you can try like there's it's actually pretty fun it's funny I want to be like yeah we're a, we're a mountain family we like to go out in the woods and do all this stuff but I'm like actually I think my kids do better at something like that <laughs> yeah I mean I need to keep them like busy, busy. yeah yeah we and do we do the beach really well <laughs> but like the mountain yeah. and and we live near the mountains and I have hopes that we will enjoy the mountains more in the coming years. But for right now, like we're not a mountain family. We're just, we're not there yet. <laughs> we live in the woods too. And we live right off of beautiful trails. Yes. And it's like everybody you know, that grab their hands, uh-huh. drag them up the hill. You know, it's not, yeah. It's like pulling teeth. Yep. Uh, <laughs> what is the last message you would like to leave with our audience today? Oh, that's so easy. You are such a great mom already. You are such a great mom already. Take it with you today, friends. Thank you, Steph. You're welcome. All right, everybody. Thanks for being here today. Thank you, Steph, for coming on the podcast. So excited to start practicing this gratitude more often. I hope that you all leave this conversation feeling refreshed and encouraged. Don't forget to check out our sponsors, Gooder Sunglasses and Punk Post. Lindsay15 will save you 15% off your Gooder order. And then Lindsay3, that's the number three, will save you $3 off your first order with Punk Post. Let's go make someone's day today. Go to punkpost.com and make somebody's day. All right, friends. Thanks for being here. Have a great rest of your day. And as always, we'll see you next week on Why is Everyone Yelling? <laughs>